Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 4th of September 2016, entitled, Keeping the Faith and Don't Give Up. And the Bible reading is taken from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1-10. to Here's Brother Steve Elliott. Turn in your Bibles, please, to um, the second book of uh, Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4. And I'm going to make this a, a, sh- a short message this morning. It's got four points, so uh, we'll get through it, don't worry, and um, it won't be, won't be too long this morning. But I want, I'd like us to have a look at the subject this morning um, of keeping the faith and not giving up, okay? Because there may come time in your life, in your Christian life, where you feel like just throwing it all up in the air and just saying, no more, that's it. I've had enough, um, maybe persecution, maybe ridicule, I don't know. But we need to keep the faith and we need not to give up, okay? So we're going to have a look at 2 Timothy chapter 4. I'm going to read the first 10 verses. So if you'd like to stand, please, for the honor of reading God's word. Okay, and um, we have here... um, the Apostle Paul is speaking to Timothy, okay, young man who's going into the ministry, and um, Paul has got some um, ex- exhortation here to give him. He says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all suffering and doctrine, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Verse 5, But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry, for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. Verse 10. For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Crescens to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Please be seated. Keep the faith and don't give up. That's Paul's exhortation. That's Paul's warning here this morning. You know, if anybody had a reason to give up the faith, it would have been the Apostle Paul. Because it's believed that when he was writing this epistle, that he was in prison. And Paul was ready to depart. Um, We read in verse 6, he says, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. doesn't mean that he's going away and he's going on holiday somewhere. No, Paul was getting ready to die as a martyr for his faith. So if anybody had a reason to just give it up and say, No, that's it, that's enough, I've had enough, I'm going back into the world, Paul would have had that excuse but he didn't. 
We see here, Paul says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. And then he says, I have kept the faith. He didn't give it away. He didn't compromise. He kept it. Amen? And that's what we need to do. You know, um, there are many shipwrecks. We just had a, a Bible club, a holiday Bible club, and we've been thinking about uh, the Titanic. And we've been looking at some lessons, haven't we, young ones, about the Titanic. And, uh, you know, if you want to see a wreck, maybe if you go onto uh, YouTube, you might be able to uh, look at um, some ships that have sunk. They've gone down to the bottom of the ocean. You can even have a look at the Titanic. And you just look at the state of that ship. And you'll see that the Titanic is broken in pieces and it's scattered in different areas. It's a shipwreck. And you know that's like many people's lives. They're scattered. They're not together. There's no union with the Lord. And they're broken up. And you know many people, many that profess Christianity, sort of just go away and give it up. The Bible says that we're to keep the faith and not give up. Amen? I'd like us just to um, have a look here at verse 10 because we see, we read here of a man called Demas. And you know, Demas was a man that had fellowship with God's people. He's a man who knew Paul one-to-one, fellowshiped with him, travelled with him. But we see here that something happened to Demas In fact, Demas became a shipwreck. We just have a look in verse 10. It says, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. And then he says, And is departed. We see here that Demas is one of these shipwrecks. He's someone that didn't keep the faith and he gave up. It's a shame. But it happens. That's reality. And the Bible says the reason why he did it was because he loved this present world. Not talking about the beautiful creation that's around us. He's talking about the worldly system. And we see here that Demas had a love for this world, this worldly system, and he departed from the faith. I'd like us just to have a look very briefly this morning at four reasons why those who profess seem to just give up the faith and walk, up and walk away from it. The first reason, maybe, is because they were never Christians in the first place. Let's just turn to Matthew chapter 7. You know, there are many people in church this morning. There may be some here this morning. I don't know. And, um, you know, you may look Christian. You may even sound like a Christian. Christian things coming out of your mouth. You may even be singing these wonderful songs that we're singing this morning. But there's something missing. Um. One of the reasons may be is you've never become a Christian. And this is one of the reasons why I believe that people do depart. And uh, we read here the words of Jesus in verse 21. He says, and Jesus here is speaking about the future time where men and women are going to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and give an account of their lives. And they're going to be shocked on this day. Let's just read what it says, verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, 
and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And listen to the words of Jesus. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that, what? Work iniquity. Okay? And there's going to come a day when people are going to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. It may be people that are in this congregation this morning. Maybe people have been in this church maybe months, maybe years uh, ago. But one day, people, some people are going to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ thinking that they were Christians, but they were not really. Um, it's sobering, isn't it? These are not Jehovah's Witnesses. These are not Muslims. These are people who call Jesus Lord. These cults don't call Jesus Lord. Jehovah's Witnesses won't say Jesus is God. But these are people who have said that Jesus Christ, they confess that Jesus Christ is Lord openly with their mouths. But we see here that there is something missing. Jesus says here, verse 20, he says, Wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. And he says in verse 21, he says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. What is God's will this morning for you? If you're not a Christian, God's will is that you are born again. And you know, that is the only Christian. I mentioned this to my, my dad last week. And I said that the only people that are going to make heaven are born again Christians. It's no good just looking like a Christian, dressing like one. We need to be one inwardly. We need to have an inward conversion. Let's just turn to John chapter 3. John 3, and Jesus makes it very plain what the responsibility that each human being has if they want to see the kingdom of God. In verse 3, Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. There is no other way. There is no trying to be a good person, walking um, elderly people across the road um, and doing good things. And, you know, those are good things. But, you know, those things are not going to get you into heaven. The only thing that's going to get you into heaven is by being born again. And the only way we can be born again, the Bible says, is when we confess Jesus Christ as our personal Savior and when we repent from our sins. You know this morning that God loves you. The Bible says, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, should not go to hell, but have everlasting life. This morning, you're in church. Are you born again? Are you in Christ this morning? Has there been, has there been a time in your life where you have realized that you have offended a holy God? You know, the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Not the glory of man. We don't look at each other and say, well, I'm better than that person. No, it's the glory of God. It's perfection. And the only way you'll get into heaven is if you're perfect. And that is impossible for any one of us here this morning without Jesus Christ. You know, we're learning this morning in the Sunday school about putting on Jesus Christ, his righteousness, not ours. 
We haven't got any righteousness. It's not our good works. We're born again of the Holy Spirit. Have you been born again yet? If you haven't, why not? Why not today? The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Harden not your hearts. You don't know about tomorrow. You don't know if you're going to be here, if you'll have another chance, another opportunity. Maybe while I'm speaking, preaching this morning, you could pray a prayer. Lord, forgive me for all of my sins. And I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Why don't you do that right now? Maybe you feel like someone to pray with you at the end of the meeting. Don't leave it too late. So first reason is, is that those who profess don't possess, okay? They've never been Christians in the first place. The second reason why people seem to just leave and go away from the faith is a love for this present world. Verse 10, let's just go back to our reading. It says, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved, notice the next word, this present world. You know that Paul had a love for the appearing of Jesus Christ. He had a love and an expectation for the will to come. Um, We see that in verse 8 at the end. He says, And not to me only, but unto all them that also love his appearing. That was Paul's testimony. His testimony was that he had a, a love for the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. But Demas, his priorities were completely wrong, and he had a love for this world. I wonder this morning, where are your priorities? Do you have a love for this world? And when, when I'm talking about a love for this world, I'm not talking about nature out there. I'm not talking about the beautiful sunsets and the beautiful stars and the beautiful creation around us. I'm talking about the worldly system. Let's just have a look at the worldly system in Scripture um, and see what Paul is meaning here. Galatians chapter 5. And um, you know that sin pleases our flesh. You know, in Hebrews, I think it's chapter 11, um, the writer speaks about Moses that Moses, he forsook Egypt. Why did he forsake it? He forsook it for something better. You know, the Bible says in that chapter that there is pleasure in sin for a season, but it's only temporary and it's going to finish. But we need to have a love for the appearing of Jesus Christ because that is the future for us if we want to get into the glory. Notice in verse 19, this is the works of the flesh. This is what our flesh loves to do. And these are the things that the world loves. It talks about adultery. The works of the flesh, adultery, fornication. Does anybody know what fornication is? Seems to be something that is so prevalent in society today. It's basically sex outside of marriage. That's fornication. That's what goes on all the time today. And it's seen as something that's natural. It's seen as something that's right. It's wrong, very wrong. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred. These are the things that the flesh loves to do. Variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, Drunkenness, we were talking about that this morning. I got drunk even as a newborn Christian. 
But the Lord showed me the error of my way very, very quickly. And I had to repent of it and turn away from it. And I had to choose new companions for my Christian walk because I knew if I kept the old ones, I'd be a different situation today. Drunkenness, revelings and such like of which I tell you before as I have also told you in time past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So if you are continuing in these things, if this is a general pattern of your life, it's a proof, it's a fruit that you've never been born again. There needs to be a change. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all new things have become new. And if we're in you in Christ this morning, then from verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit, the Bible says is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. These are the kind of things that should be the fruits of our Christian life. If we're a Christian this morning, a love for the world. Do you have a love for the world this morning? Is that a general pattern in your life? Well, if it is, it's going to take you away from the Lord Jesus Christ. Our sin loves, our flesh loves these sinful pleasures. But we need to walk in the Spirit if we're a Christian this morning. Isn't it a shame that Demas got his priorities wrong? What about you this morning? Where are your priorities? Thirdly, a lack of patience. Christians or those that profess Christianity often give up because of a lack of patience. As I've said before, that Paul, just turn back to 2 Timothy 4. If anybody could have given up, it would have been Paul. Paul suffered persecutions that maybe we will never know about in our Christian walk. Maybe we won't. But we see here that Paul says some important things in verse 3 and 4. Sorry, verse 5. He says, but watch thou in all things. And then he says, endure afflictions. So afflictions are something that are common to men and women in Christ that want to live godly. The Bible says that all, yea, that all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution in some way it's going to come like night follows day it's going to happen but what are we going to do are we just going to give up the faith are we going to stop coming to church are we going to stop reading our bibles and praying or are we going to watch are we going to endure if we're christians this morning the exhortation is to watch and endure keep the faith don't give up amen Wonderful. Let's just have a look at James very quickly. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. And you know, some of these things, uh, well, these things are common to us all, but we need to be on our guard because the devil, like a roaring lion, he wants to devour us, wants to take us away, draw us away, discourage us, but we need to have patience. And um, we read it here. Why these things, the Lord lets them happen, and he lets them happen for a reason. And it's not to bring us down, it's not to defeat us, but he's got a plan and a purpose behind some of these difficult things that we go through sometimes. And let's just have a look why. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, he's speaking to Christians, verse 2, my brethren, count it all joy. Why? When ye shall fall, when ye 
fall into diverse temptations. Verse 3, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. All things work together for good, for God's people. Even hard times, even trials. Somebody once said that um, where there's no pain, there's no gain. You know, if you're doing some exercises right now, the only way you're going to gain is if you have some pain and if you put your body through it. And you know, it's the same with our faith. It needs to be tested. It needs to be stretched. And you know, God, sometimes he brings these things into our lives, not to bring us down, not to discourage us, not to defeat us, but he wants us to have victory. And we get victory when our faith is used and when we trust the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, these things bring us to prayer, or they should do, and they should bring a man and a woman of God down on their knees to prayer. God, help me, please, at this time. Trust and obey. We've been singing this morning. Wonderful. God has a plan for you as a Christian, and his plan is not that you give up the faith. It's that you keep going, just like Paul did. Fight the good fight of faith. Amen? Fight it in his strength, in his power. And fourthly, we see that people get led away by error. This is another reason why Christians, those that profess Christianity, often just seem to give up. And it's because of error. They're led away by error. Um, Let's just have a look again at our reading this morning. And uh, verses 3 and 4, it says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They're going to want to hear what they want to hear. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables, unto lies. One of the reasons why Christians get led away is because of error. You know, I've been a Christian 26 years, and that might not seem many years to one or two of people in here this morning. But in 26 years, there are many times where I could have been led astray by error. And when I first became a Christian, um, there was um, a couple from our church who decided to have a Bible study. I don't even think this Bible study was um, agreed by the, by the pastor. But they had a Bible study, a home group in their, in their home where they would get the Bible out and they started teaching that um, once we become Christians, that we cannot sin. Okay? That because we, we're Christians, we're free from sin. We're, we're, we're free from committing sin. Okay? That's an error. That's an error. The Bible says that we can be led, ab- led away by error if we're not walking in the truth. The Bible speaks about abiding in him. Let's just turn to 1 John, shall we? 1 John. And uh, John here is not talking to uh, atheists here. John here is talking to the church, okay? Speaking to God's people. In verse 6, chapter 1, he says, If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and we do not the truth. So it's possible for Christians to not walk in the truth. It's possible for us to walk in darkness. The Bible says that we need to walk in the light. 
Let's just read on. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Praise the Lord. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. There may come a time where people will walk through those doors and they may bring error into this church. How are we going to stand? Are we going to be led away by the error? How can we avoid being led astray? Well, just see what Paul says in verse 5 again. He says, but watch thou in all things. How do we watch? We need to read the word of God. And we need to know what error is by knowing the truth. You know, in the Sunday school, we've been looking at being truthful. Jesus Christ is the truth. God is the true God. He cannot lie. Not like some modern Bibles say that he will not lie. Giving scope for him if he wanted to. No, the Bible says God cannot lie because he's truth. Wonderful. And we can know the truth by getting into this book and studying it. Let's just look at one last scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. And again, Paul speaking to Timothy, young believer in the Lord. And God would have us this morning to take note of this important verse. It's been taken out of the modern Bibles. You won't find, you won't find it like this. Nowhere in the modern Bible will it tell you to study the Bible like it does in this verse. Verse 15, Paul says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And when we rightly divide the word of truth and we study this book, we'll be protected from error. Error will just, it will become open error for us because we'll know the truth. I wonder this morning, do you study this book? Do you spend time with God in this book? You need to do it. Otherwise, you may be led away by, by error. Something may sound nice. Something may sound appealing like you can't sin anymore. That sounded very appealing to me as a newborn Christian. I thought, wow, I've got it. Everybody else is a sinner. But as I studied the Bible, I realized Yes, sin shall not have dominion over me, but if I want to walk in darkness, I can do. How is it this morning with us? Do we want to walk in the truth, keep the faith, not give up? Let's stay close to the Lord. Amen? Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we just thank you for the precious word of God this morning. We thank you, dear Lord, for your keeping power. Thank you, Lord, that it's not in your will that any should perish. And we do pray for anyone this morning that's not a Christian, that, Lord, that they may give their hearts and lives to you today. And, Lord, for those of us that are Christians, that maybe we've contemplated, maybe just taken a back seat, maybe just giving up. Lord, we pray that through the message this morning and through the exhortation that we have, Lord, that we may keep the faith and not give up and stay close to Jesus. Help us, we pray, not in our own strength, but in your strength alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.